Welcome back for episode 5 of the Jay Bright Show. I hope your week was good because it's about to get even better. I got a great show for you today. The Rangers won game one in Toronto. USA vs. Mexico is tomorrow. The Mavs are back. McDonald's got breakfast all day now. And Drake. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later in the show. The show today is Old Western themed, so pull up your bootstraps and saddle up, because I'm coming out guns a-blazing. <laughs> Greg Hardy is my hero. Now let's get it on. Hey, yo, listen up. It's time for the Jay Bright Show. I don't want to be you. I just want to be me. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be cool. I just want to be me. Be me. You don't want to be cool. Be cool. So you just want to be me. Be. I don't want to be cool. I don't want to be cool. I don't want to be cool. Ah. Uh, Wayne is my favorite person to work with, though, because it's just all, all little Wayne. It's just too good. You gotta give Wayne love. It's just too good. It's just too good. Finish the song. Oh, I mean, Cam. Finish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can run my bike with no handlebars. No handlebars. No handlebars. Ted, my boy, it's gonna be legend. Wait for it. Dairy. What's up, my people? Thank you so much for tuning in to the fifth episode of The Jay Bright Show. I'm your host, Jay Bright, and man, do I have a great show for you today. Yes, it's an old western type of feel up in this piece, so I think it's only right if we start today's show off by talking about those 1-0 Texas Rangers. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you Any wrong you do, he's gonna see When you're in Texas, look behind you Cause that's where the ranger's gonna be Rangers beat Toronto in game one yesterday, 5-3. to three. Woo, Rangers! What a game. Giovanni was on the mound and only gave up two runs through five innings. Then the bullpen came in and did what they do best and shut them down. There were some casualties in the game, though. Beltre had to leave early due to lower back stiffness. Donaldson for Toronto got kneed in the head by Rugi while trying to break up a double play. He had to leave the game with a concussion. And Bautista, he just kind of left the game early. It looks as if Beltre may not play tomorrow though, but that's okay. I have confidence that these Rangers will pick up the slack. We have a very deep team this year. Hanser came in for Beltre and uh, he's by no means Beltre, but he came in and he played okay in Adrian's absence. But the player of the game would have to go to Rugi, though. He scored the first run after getting hit by a pitch. Then he got hit by not one, but two pitches during the game. 
took out Donaldson and knocked a line drive home run that may have been the fastest traveling homer I've ever seen. So here's Rugned, who has been hit by a pitch twice, and he has scored twice. No official advance in the ball game for Rugi. Lefty to lefty, first pitch drilled toward the right field corner. Bautista looking up, it's over his head. It's over the wall. A line drive home run for Rugnet Odor. He brings electricity, he brings spark, and he gives the Rangers a two to run, a two run lead rather, at five to three. The whole team played great defensively. Now, I was worried about Napoli a little bit coming into the game. He started at first base for Moreland because we needed more right-handed bats. And it made he I mean he made some plays at first. He looked very Moreland-esque. I stopped worrying about him during the game. He played great. Moreland came in later, played some defense, but Napoli really played well. And I mean, but definitely play him there, not in the outfield anymore. If he's gonna play in the field, he needs to be at first base and nowhere else. But also, the Rangers continue to destroy David Price. You get it? You, you get it? Because Price, the, the Price is right. <laughs> you get it? Okay, anyway. David Price is a great regular season pitcher. But when it comes to playoff time, he's just not right. I mean, he's lost six postseason games now. I love watching him pitch, and he's one of my favorite pitchers in the game today, but he just didn't have it yesterday. I mean, Chirinos blasted one out of the park on him. Chirinos! But one more thing I found interesting yesterday is that the ninth inning was not Tolly time. All year it's been Tolly time, but yesterday it was Dyson time. And he made it look so easy. I mean, Deekman pitched the seventh. He pitched well. He pitched so well that he also got to pitch the eighth. He only had six pitches going into the eighth, I think. And then Banny went to Dyson instead of Tolly, and Dyson shut him down. Now, Tollison has been struggling in the last month leading up to the playoffs, and I like the fact that Banny is going with the guys with the hot hand. And he always seems to make the right substitutions and manage the bullpen at the right times. Benny has been on it, and he deserves a lot of credit. Well, later on today, at 11.30, the Rangers will get a chance to steal another one in Toronto. And I feel confident that we'll get it done because the ace is on the mound. Cole Hamels, baby! Look out, Toronto. You could easily be down 2-0, and the Rangers are trying to win back to back. Got the drink in me going back to back. Yeah, going back to back. Was that a was that a Drake reference? But no, that is not what I was referring to in the opening. So stay tuned. Well, hello again, hockey fan. You'll be happy to know that the stars are back and they're undefeated. Well, they only played one game. But they won it last night. The Stars blanked the Penguins 3-0 in the season opener and looked sharp out there on the ice. As the Penguins control the draw, but Skidari couldn't get it by Klingberg, who slides it across a shot. Here's Scott! They have been tipped and cut by Jamie Benn. And that took all of seven seconds on the power play. It is 3-0 Dallas. Man, I love this job. I can literally just watch sports all day. It's the best. And I think I'm going to become more of a hockey fan this season. 
So the Mavs are back. They've played a couple preseason games already and are tuning up for the season. Now, a couple things I've noticed. I like Indwar. Indwar. I hope I'm saying his name right. Indwar. But he looks a little skinny out there on the court. I mean, he and Justin Anderson may need a little tune-up to their games before they're ready to contribute on the big team just yet. Now, I see them starting out with the Legends this season. They, they could be Legends All-Stars. I see that in their future. But a couple role players that I think will break out for us. Sleepers, if you will. Now, our team looks deep. Charlie V is going to have to play a little bit more this season. He's going to have a big season, I'm thinking. And, and since they're probably going to limit Dirk's minutes a little bit, I can see him playing a lot of the four. Now, he and Jeremy Evans will be getting a lot of those four minutes. Now, I like Evans. I like how they're stretching his game out. But he's never been a three-point shooter his whole career. But it looks like he's been working on it a little bit. Now, he can be our Aminu this season if he can if he can knock that down consistently. Aminu wasn't that great at it, but he started, he could hit it towards the end of the season. So, Evans keep working, and I think that he can be our Aminu this year. Now, another sleeper is Sir Raymond Felton. Now, the Mavs are guard heavy, but that's okay, because Raymond is a proven guy. And he looks very comfortable running our offense. He seems like a Carlisle guy. I think he'll get more minutes this year. I'm not saying he's going to be six man of the year or nothing. But he's going to be big for us. He's going to get more, more minutes than he did last year. Now, lastly, the guy I saw that's been showing out is John Jenkins. Now, this guy can shoot. He reminds me of Kevin Martin a little bit out there on the court. Just how he, he shoots quickly and he can drop minutes or he can drop points in a hurry with, with no minutes. Now, he dropped 19 against the Rockets in their last game, and he hit a couple threes. I could see him contributing to this team this season, especially with Wes Matthews out for a little bit to start the season. I could see Jenkins stepping in and playing that role. And now it's time for a segment that I like to call The Internet Be Foolin'. We're going to start this thing off with a little Donnie Trump. Your future president was holding a rally in Las Vegas when he randomly picked some Hispanic lady out of the audience to come up on stage with him. Now listen to this. So let me, let me see Where are you from? I'm from Colombia. Colombia. And is this a setup? Did I ever meet you before? Huh? I'm Hispanic and I vote for Mr. Trump. We vote for Mr. Trump. Yes, Mr. Trump. We love you. We love you. All the way to the White House. I swear to you, I think she's totally beautiful and great. I never met her before, I swear. Now, you know how he feels about Hispanics, or at least the illegal ones. So something is a little fishy here. I mean, I'm pretty sure he hired her to say that. I mean, look at how she never answered the question. 
And if you watch the video, he's doing some weird groping thing as she's talking. And he's got this whole Joe Biden rubbing thing going on. It's weird stuff, Donnie. Weird stuff. Next up, it's only right that we have Ben Carson, the current runner-up to be president. Now, he's been in the news the past week because of some stuff he said about the shooting in Oregon. Now, this clip, Trevor Noah went in on him on The Daily Show. Now, this is a long one, so bear with it. But if you make it to the end, it's funny. I had to play the whole thing. So take a listen to this. The GOP race is heating up. Donald Trump is still in the lead with 25% in the polls. But right behind him, right behind him, and gaining ground is this man. I'm very concerned about the future of our children. I, I, I've watched politicians do that. Of course, you know, I prepare every day. Uh, and I'm learning more things every day. Ah, Ben Carson. <laughs> For people who like Donald Trump's ideas, but hate his charm and charisma. Ben Carson's like the drug-free cocaine for people who don't want to get high but just like snorting white powder. <laughs> but it turns out that even the doctor's calm has become too crazy for some. You see, yesterday, Ben Carson was asked how he would respond if a gunman like the one in the Oregon shooting confronted him, and it didn't go well. Rising GOP star Dr. Ben Carson is under fire after making controversial comments about gun control. I would not just stand there and let him shoot me. I would say, hey, guys, everybody attack him. He may shoot me, but he can't get us all. Take action. <laughs> I don't get it. You know what I also don't get is that Ben Carson really thinks that he could rally people against a mass shooter. I think he's overestimating how inspiring his presence might be. <laughs> You're gonna shoot me? <laughs> hey, guys, listen up. I need you all to rally behind my charismatic presence <laughs> and charge with me in a certain death. <laughs> Who's with... <sighs> In Carson's defense, though, he may have been caught off guard. Given time to think, I'm sure he'd clarify what he meant. What needs clarification? Do you... I guess there's an implication that you're saying that the, the students didn't do enough to save themselves. No, I just said nothing about them. I said what I would do. I would ask everybody to attack the gunman because he can only shoot one of us at a time. That way we don't all wind up dead. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, it is pretty funny. <laughs> Everyone is not dead. <laughs> I don't understand this guy. Chastising victims of a shooting for what you assume was their cowardice is what most normal candidates would consider a gaffe. But I will admit, Ben Carson does practice what he preaches because even though the media kept taking shots at him, he kept charging into those interviews. The accusation there, Dr. Carson, is that you appeared tone deaf and that you seemed callous in the laughter about a massacre and what you would have done. No, I'm, I'm laughing at them and their Who? silliness. Who? The, the people asking that question. If you sit there and let him shoot you one by one, you're all gonna be dead. Let him shoot you? What do you mean, let him shoot you? And what do you really expect the victims to do? Like, Ben Carson, I don't understand this. This guy would make the worst hostage negotiator ever. <laughs> All right, sir, I need you to stay calm and put your gun down. 
Everyone else, rush him, rush him now, rush him, rush him. How many people are dead? Oh, at least it wasn't everyone. <laughs> There's also a few other things that uh, Carson would like to change. You said that you'd be very comfortable if kindergarten teachers had guns in the classroom. Not all kindergarten teachers. I said people who are trained. You want that teacher trained? I, I, I want that teacher trained uh, in diversionary tactics. Who are you? <laughs> who are you and how do you think that this is an education policy? <laughs> this is not an education policy! Kindergarten teachers can barely handle a room full of five-year-olds, and now you want them to be Navy SEALs? Like, Maddox, I asked you twice to stop pulling Chelsea's hair. Now you get a flashbang grenade! Get on the ground! Get on the ground! It's nap time, mother <laughs> But there's a reason why Carson thinks it's up to the victims to reduce gun violence, because for him, there's something much scarier than a mass shooting. In a Facebook question and answer session, he wrote, there is no doubt that this senseless violence is breathtaking, but I never saw a body with bullet holes that was more devastating than taking the right to arm ourselves away. Wow. <laughs> this guy must have been the least popular neurosurgeon to work with in that hospital. 17-year-old <laughs> white male, multiple gunshot wounds. This is the worst I've ever seen. Actually, you know what would be worse? God damn it, Carson! This is not that time for the Second Amendment again! <laughs> it's just... It's just shocking that such a smart man, a brain surgeon, could have this kind of perspective. Rushing a gunman, it seems crazy. I mean, the only time that I've seen it work is in one situation. It's weird that Ben Carson would think a zombie strategy would be the way to go. Unless... <laughs> oh, wait, wait a second. Yeah. Slow, languid pace. <laughs> Dead eyes, loves brains. <laughs> oh, my God, this explains everything. Ben Carson is a zombie! <laughs> now, this next story is about an 800-pound man who got kicked out of the hospital. Now, you gotta hear this one. Check this out. It's a story you'll see only on 10. An 800-pound man from Cranston desperate for help after he says Rhode Island Hospital told him to leave. Well, the man's dad reached out to NBC10 saying he has nowhere to take his son. NBC10's Matt Reed spoke with the father and the son about where they go from here. Matt? Well, Patrice Sheen, the first thing they had to do was get 778-pound Stephen Asante out of Rhode Island Hospital. They eventually loaded him into the back of his father's SUV. Now the father and son say they're going to keep on driving until they find somewhere that will help them. 33-year-old Stephen Asante says his eating addiction is what led him to here, the trunk of his father's SUV with no place to go. It's an addiction, and I realize that, and it's a disease. But for the past 80 days, Stephen was getting the help he needed at Rhode Island Hospital, where he lost 20 pounds. But after Stephen violated his care plan by ordering pizza, Stephen said the hospital told him he can no longer stay. I was supposed to stay there and lose all my weight and get down to 550 to get the gastro bypass. That was their plan. A spokesperson for Rhode Island Hospital tells NBC10 they can't speak about Stephen or any patient's treatment. And if he comes home and I do get him up the stairs somehow, some way, 
he's going to go right back to his eating habits. Stephen's father says taking his son home will be a death sentence. So the two men say they'll continue to drive until they find a place that can help. I just don't know where to turn to. I called everybody, everybody you can think of in the state of Rhode Island, and nobody seems to be, uh, can help me. Now, I spoke with Stephen's father about 45 minutes ago. He tells me his son is currently at Kent Hospital in the ER, but he doesn't know how long Stephen will be allowed to stay. Live in the studio tonight, Matt Reed, NBC 10 News. My man said he's trying to get down to 550. Life goals. I think he could do it. All right, but that's, that's one big dude right there, man. 800 pounds. All right, anyway. All right, last clip. Ronda Rousey was on Fallon, and she's still throwing shade at my dude Floyd Mayweather. Check this out. Pal, congrats. You've won two SP awards. You won for Best uh, Female Athlete, and you won for Best Fighter. Uh, congratulations. That's gigantic. It's huge. Uh, it was great. Uh, and you, you beat out uh, Floyd Mayweather, and you had some uh, choice words for Floyd afterwards that I'm sure you heard of. <laughs> That your quotes uh, got heard. What, what did you say again to, to Floyd Mayweather? Did you... um, Some... I said <laughs> something to the effect. Of... Something to the fact that uh, I, I now he knows how it feels to have a woman beat him for once. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that. Have you heard from Floyd since? Has he has he contacted uh, you at all? Or? No, I haven't got any like texts or calls, nothing like that. Yeah, I mean, he, he still maintains he has no clue who I am. So, you know, if I ever run into him, every time that I run into him, I'm going to reintroduce myself every time. And maybe one day he'll actually remember me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he knows who you are. Uh, <laughs> still undefeated. Uh, gosh, the last uh, fight, everyone's talking about that. You were in Brazil. Yes. And it was uh, Betch uh, Correa. Correa. What? Correa. Correa. Yeah. Yeah, and you said Casilla. Yeah, I mean, there's... <laughs> 34 seconds or something? Something in... I, I took my time, you know, it was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my was God. Longer, oh, my God. <laughs> it was longer than the last two combined. I could have finished it earlier because she went to the ground. I didn't go to the ground. And she would, like, try to close the distance that I could have thrown her. And I was like, no, you're getting knocked out tonight. And so it went 34 seconds. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Wow, 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 wow. Now, I don't know if I can say this, but I kind of want somebody to knock her out. She's a beast. I mean, but come on. Floyd ain't talking about you. He ain't saying nothing about you. Why you keep coming at him like that? Now, I wonder if her following will be as high if she does get beat. I mean, she was looking kind of high in that clip, though. I mean, check that out if you can. Rondo is kind of fun. All right, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back with more of The Jay Bright Show. Girl, you won't believe what just happened. What? Somebody done hit my big wheel. Oh, you better go to somebody done hit my big wheel.com. Okay. Welcome back to The Jay Bright Show. Well, it's time for a new segment. Now, in the opening, I said something about Drake. <laughs> so, I thought it'd be funny. Since Drake is from Toronto, and he's a Blue Jays fan, well, at least when they're winning, I thought it'd be funny to do a little segment that I like to call Drake the Type of Dude. 
So in this segment, I found all my favorite Drake them type of dude sayings. Now, if you're familiar with the internet, then you know that these sayings and memes have been going around for, for some years now. So I compiled my top 25. Now I'm going to rally them off pretty quickly and try to do it in under two minutes. Alright? Now let's do this. Hashtag blame Drake. The Rifleman. Starring Chuck Connors. Alright, let's do this. Drake, the type of dude that would help his ex-girlfriend move her stuff into her new boyfriend's house. Drake's the type of dude that comes out the shower with a towel wrapped around his head. Drake's the type of dude who'll brush his teeth after taking a dump. Drake, the type of dude that'll choose Peach to be his Mario Kart character. Drake's the type of dude that'll text his homeboy goodnight at 3 a.m. Drake's the type of dude that'll stop you mid-conversation just to wipe a smudge off your face. Drake's the type of dude that'll get a wanted star on Grand Theft Auto, drive to the police station, and then turn himself in. Drake's the type of dude that waits on his homie to get all the way inside the crib before he pulls off. Drake's the type of dude that'll hit the strip club, give all the strippers Starbucks gift cards, and then bounce. Drake's the type of dude that eats pizza with a fork and a knife. Drake's the type of dude that'll remind your teacher that y'all have homework due. I hate them people. Drake's the type of dude that'll dance with a chick at the club and then text her later and be like, so what are we? Drake's the type of dude that'll pick up a prostitute, then drop her off in a better neighborhood and say, you don't have to do this. Drake's the type of dude that only drinks light beer. Drake's the type of dude to bring salad to a barbecue. Drake's the type of dude to lick his finger before he turns the page. Drake's the type of dude to fart on the toilet and then flush. Drake's the type of dude to wave at you with both hands. Hey. <laughs> Drake is the type of dude that ties his shoes without bending his knees. <laughs> Drake is the type of dude that'll let his woman propose to him. Serena probably will though, honestly. Drake is the type of dude to steal your girl, deeply regret it, and then try to help her get back with you. Drake is the type of dude that burps in a napkin. Drake is the type of dude that'll endorse your social media skills on LinkedIn. Drake's the type of dude that'll hold your feet while you do crunches. Drake's the type of dude to turn his TV down so his cat can fall asleep. Drake is the type of dude that sets his alarm every day at 11-11 so he can make a wish. <laughs> and that was my favorite Drake type of dudes. Man, that was funny. Alright, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Games, Games to Watch This Weekend! <laughs> So obviously, you should tune in at 11.30 today for the Rangers Game 2 against the Blue Jays. It's the Aldis people, the ALDS, and every game counts. Cole Hamels is on the mound today, and he works quickly, so you don't want to miss that. 
Also, those Cowboys will be playing the Patriots this Sunday at 3. Rolando McClain and Greg Hardy are back from their suspensions, and Hardy has already been talking. Earlier this week when asked about playing the Patriots, he said, and I quote, I love seeing Tom Brady. He's cool as crap. Have you seen his wife? I hope she comes to the game. I hope her sister comes to the game. All her friends come to the game. I mean, it's one of my favorite games of the year, guys. <laughs> Dude is a trip. But my favorite part of this whole thing was Jerry's response to the matter. When he was asked about what Greg Hardy said, Jerry said this. When I saw him marry her, Tom went up in my eyes 100%. She's very, very attractive. And it shows what an outstanding individual Tom is. <laughs> he didn't even say nothing about Hardy. He was just pretty much saying the same thing Hardy was. But <laughs> one more Hardy quote, and then we'll move on to the next, next game. Hardy was suspended for being accused of domestic violence and throwing his girl on a pile of guns. So, when asked about this upcoming week, Hardy said, and I quote again, I hope I come out guns a-blazing. <laughs> Man, this, this guy right here, this is my favorite guy on the team right now. I mean, not for the domestic violence. No, that is, that is not good. That's, there's never a place for that. But he was never convicted. But anyways, before his answers or what he said, he's going to make, I think he's going to make the rest of the season fun. Yeah. We're going to shock the world this week. The Cowboys might just win on Sunday. Now, also this Saturday, U.S. versus Mexico. Now, this is a playoff match for the 2017 Confederations Cup, and it's going to be a good one. These two teams hate each other, and I love it. Now, the match starts at 8.30, so check that out. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Now be sure to check out my NBA 2K16 review that is posted right now on jbrightsports.com. And be sure to cheer on UNT this weekend. It's homecoming for the Mean Green, and we need a win this year. We haven't won a game yet, but I'll be there. So if you're in Denton and you want to say what's up, if you see me, be sure to say what's up to your boy. Now, have a good rest of your week and tell your friends about me. All right, y'all. Peace. Streams are swollen, keep them doggies rolling, rawhide. Through rain and wind and weather, hell bent for leather, wishing my girl was by my side. All the things I'm missing, good fiddles, love and kissing, are waiting at the end of my ride. Move them on, hit them up, hit them up, move them on, move them on, hit them up, rawhide. Disapproving, keep them doggies moving right. Don't try to understand them, just rope them, throw and brand them. Soon we'll be living.